1: You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler
0: Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Death taxes and Jack Campbell getting dubs, huh? (laughs) Let's get into it with the lead. You're getting good at those. Uh, hey, shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Spencer Powell, who DM would me on Instagram with that idea to start the show. But hey, Jack Campbell's got win number 19 under his belt. Mm-hmm. Damn. I'm sure if you would have told Oilers fans at the start of the year, Jack Campbell was going to win 19 of his 30-some starts. How could you complain about
1: it? We'd be pumped. We'd be pumped. I mean, <laughs> man gets it done at the end of the day. McDavid puts up points, dry saddle, scores goals. Jack Campbell gets wins. Just how Kenny Holland drew it up
0: (laughs) when they inked that $25 million deal. The Oilers walk out of Arizona, get out of the mullet arena Mm -hmm. with a big win. Two points in the bag. Jack Campbell improves his record to 19-9-4. And And while maybe we're taking our cheap shots as media, the team respected the effort Jack Campbell gave in that game against Arizona. He stops 29 of 33, and he got the player of the game motorcycle jacket Mm -hmm. after Two thumbs up for the two points from Jack Campbell. Um, that <laughs> Aaron's laughing really hard behind the scenes. I, that is uh, that looks like it might be a hostage. <laughs>
1: <road>. <laughs> Earned, not given. Is what I will say. To his credit, he's the reason the Oilers came out of that first period with with a lead. Yeah, he was he was rock solid in the first. In the second, they did a good job of limited chances. I think they had two. Yeah, And then the third period comes and the others allow a couple extra chances through and they go all the way through and we're a full 4 game. But we won.
0: Jay, your thoughts? Ah, son of a gun. Jay will stop by at some point. It is 12.03, which is usually when he thinks the show starts. Um, but Jay will be around in a bit. Welcome into the Sports Closet Studio. Three locations in the Edmonton area. Or you can check them out online at sportscloset.ca. Get geared up for game day with our friends at the Sports Closet. It is a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. Even though the Oilers played last night, they're playing again tonight. Second of back to backs They're in Vegas, a situation they actually succeeded in last time they were in it, playing the second of back to backs in Vegas. We were there. We were there as part of the nation vacation. Shout out to AMA Travel. Look at all the shout outs we're getting away.
1: We got the getting win.
0: Jack Campbell got both wins on both sides of the doubleheader. The last time the Oilers were in this situation. So there you go. We're going to break that all down. Like I said, short for giant game day from the sports closet studio, live on the Oilers nation YouTube, where our pal Rusty was in with the first comment and says, McDavid is due for a four point night and a multi-goal game. He's going to lead Edmonton to a massive four, two dub. He's slumping. He's on a crazy point streak. But he's slumping
1: only one assist in each of his last two games is that connor mcdavid yeah i sorry i was replying to some uh chat messages. got some trolls yeah uh connor mcdavid he was missing those empty nets last night too i think it he he was couple of chances but uh eight but game point
0: streak but he only has two points in his last two games that's just not going to cut it connor
1: not up to the standards we need mr nope. mcdavid if we they, need more from him, everyone yeah. else is pulling now wait you've got to as well he actually hasn't scored since that uh Since he's going 60, has he? So yeah, Yeah. I mean, be nice for him to show up tonight. They do need uh, a big performance from the big guns. If they want to go and beat Vegas in Vegas where the others, I think have had some relatively good success Mm -hmm. more past just this season too, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
0: Uh, Hungry Tyler says, Yanmark revenge tour. Yep, it's a Yanmark revenge game tonight. Guitar Maniac says, 879 at the end of the day. For me to consider him good, it needs to be a 900, no caveat. Yeah, listen, I had that kind of mindset earlier in the year with Jack Campbell, but his save percentage has gotten a little better yep. in each of his last four starts. 714, 842, 875, 879, and he's got a record of two and one in, or sorry, yeah, two one in those starts because he got a no result against Columbus. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe things moving in the right direction. He did make some nice saves last night, yep. but someone else pointed out in the chat um, <clears throat> his rebound control wasn't good. And yeah. Timmy says he was out of position last night. And I mean, it's kind of same old, same old
1: from that perspective. Just on the stats thing, Tyler, honestly, I think for both co- goaltenders, this is something I just learned this season. I'm honestly just throwing him out the window. Because yeah. sometimes it, you're watching, like, the Arizona one last time where Skinner played, and he had, like, an eight fourteen or whatever it was. Like, if you watch the game, he was good. I mean, it's just like you watch it sometimes. And one thing I respected a bit more from Campbell yesterday was kind of his urgency to try and control his rebounds a little bit more like there was a couple of times he was literally do you remember the game hungry hippos yes so do you know when they like sprawl out and dive on the the balls in the middle that's kind yep. of what I felt with Jack Campbell when he was trying to get on pucks last night and he was doing it a lot more to his credit to try and stay in there and yeah it wasn't great I think what was it the third or fourth goal came off one of his rebounds so it's obviously a hole in his game we're at game 74 it's not going to get better at this point but he did enough last night to get it done and That's kind of just where I'm at with the goaltenders. Stats feel just completely irrelevant to me at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's totally fair to have that mindset as an Oilers fan. Um, It's about wins right now. That's what Luke Meyer says. Just win, baby. And I agree. Like, at this point in the season, you care about wins. When you get to the playoffs, we're not going to sit here and Mm -hmm. be upset if the Oilers win playoff games 5-4 or 6-5. We're going to be happy they got the two points, right? Um, What did you think of watching a game in Mullet Arena, Hungry Tyler? Is it just me or was that camera angle very, quote, Far from the ice in the Arizona rink, I think there's a standard they need to have, mm-hmm. which is why they probably have it up where they did. Um, but I thought it was still kind of a neat environment to watch one game in.
1: Yeah, it was, I, we spoke about it yesterday. I was relatively excited to kind of yeah. see what it was all about. We got the McDavid Gene Principe put up the video of McDavid walking to the from the dressing room <laughs> to the ice, which was boy oh boy, it was something. Um, and then yeah, the the visuals inside the rink it it was different, and I I think it's good how. The play, like I was watching some of the post game interviews about it, and McDavid had a very funny response. He, I think it was Tony Barras. and he was like, "What did you think of? What was your first experience like of Muller Arena?" And he just openly laughed out loud, and that oh, was his first comment to it. So, but it's, I think it's good. Like it was, it was interesting. The camera angle was different, but I, I got used to it. But it's kind of, it's kind of fun to be honest. Yeah.
0: I didn't hate it. We'll get a look at uh, some of the highlights from last night, including one of uh, the oiler or the oilers first goal, which came just a couple seconds. That is a power play masterclass. That goal right there. You win the draw, you snap it around three, four guys touch the puck, boom, back of the net. Loved the effort from Hyman to go to the paint. There didn't get reviewed. Didn't get called back. Very nice. Evan Bouchard walked the line really well. Vision from Nuge again, all around that right there, copy and paste that every single power play. That's what makes the oilers dangerous. Um, and there you get a look at the camera angle from Mullet Arena. Uh, Tyler Mulick McDavid has played in front of more fans when he was 10 years old.
1: They, I, <laughs> it's funny. McDavid said in his post game that, uh, one of his favorite rinks, he's like, obviously, he played in areas. He's like, Yeah, I love playing in an area in that smaller rink. And somebody said, Aries capacity of the arena is almost double to what the mullet Arena is. He <laughs> just he laughed about it again. He just had a really just kept laughing about the mullet Arena in this interview is very funny. Uh
0: there was a comment in here and I get the sense this is going to be a theme on today's show. Kurdum says, "Yeah, Campbell definitely isn't ready for the playoffs." Rob Brown said it on 6:30 Ched last night. I mean, is there anyone asking that question?
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a conversation. I think there's one man who needs to be ready for the playoffs and his name is Stuart Skinner. Yeah, like no
0: one's sitting there being like, boy, I wonder if Jack Campbell's going to factor in. I know someone's like, do you call up Picard for the playoffs? Listen, if you're going to your backup at this point and you're the Oilers, you're hooped.
1: The game's gone.
0: Yeah, like you're doing it because someone's getting yanked, because Stuart's getting yanked, right?
1: Yeah, so. and hey, we've joked about it, but he's winning hockey games. He is literally, you get to the playoffs, you want to win games. Like you just said, it doesn't matter what stats you have. Are you winning? Jack Campbell has to go in. It's obviously not a good scenario, but maybe he figures it out. Maybe he just figures out how to keep winning.
0: So last night I tweeted, trying to survive a Jack Campbell start is a struggle for this team. And some of the replies kind of irked me, irritated me a little bit. Someone trying to survive the fact they can't defend is a struggle. Trying to defend is a struggle for this team. And I'm going to take a little bit of an issue with that. Just a hair. I don't think this team is bad at defending. I think think that is just something people are grasping at because they don't want to be the ones talking about the goaltending.
1: I think they have bad moments, but I think as a whole, they're not bad defensively. I'm not saying they're
0: great defensively. I think you'd be foolish to suggest that but the idea that this team can't defend do the, i my question to these people would be do you ever watch other hockey games that are not the Edmonton Oilers cuz i actually legitimately think that's a problem I think it's a problem when people are evaluating Darnell Nurse, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show as well. I think it's a problem when people evaluate this team's defense because they sit there and they watch and they say, see three mistakes mm-hmm. and three or four good scoring chances. And they kind of go, well, that can't happen. Playoff teams don't do that. And I'm here to tell you that playoff teams do do that. Yeah, Every single game that's played in the NHL, and I'll have numbers in a second, every game that's played in the NHL, each team has some defensive breakdowns. Each team has turnovers. Sometimes it's even the other team's really good defensemen and really good forwards that make those And I'm being kind of like tongue-in-cheek and all of that, but it's just a little bit annoying when people will sit and watch the Oilers make a handful of mistakes. Some of them aren't good. And those people are like, well, team sucks defensively. You're not going to win in the playoffs. Goals against are a bit of a problem right now. But to just hang it all on the blue line and their defensive structure, I think is a mistake. And here's the numbers I have to back this up. This is first on our list of three big things from last night's game. The Oilers are 19th in shots against per 60 at five on five. The Oilers are 13th in scoring chances against per 60 at five on five. They are 13th in high danger shot attempts against at five on five. 13th. That is Mm -hmm. above, above league average. Like, yeah, the shots are a little bit higher. Sure. 13th in scoring chances against 13th in high danger against that is above league average. Yep. This team is never and has never tried to sell you on the fact that they're going to be elite defensively. That is not their identity. They are a high offense, high octane team that is led by the two best offensive players in the NHL in Connor McDavid and Leon dry on the blue line. They got guys like Bouchard and nurse that like moving the puck up the ice, like getting the puck up the ice and like jumping up in the play even their bottom six for the most part. And we could even flash this up. Like, it's not a lot of guys who are known for their defensive prowess. It's a lot of guys who like scoring goals. Yep. This is a team whose identity is based in offense. They are never going to be a top five defensive team in the NHL. But the idea that they are terrible defensively is just not rooted in fact. It's not. The numbers don't back it up. And if you sit there and go, well, I saw four turnovers last night that resulted in scoring chances. Go watch other hockey games. Go watch other teams, other NHL teams play. Watch the Tampa Bay Lightning. You'll see Victor Hedman turnover pucks. There is no perfect defenseman in the NHL. There is no perfect team in the NHL. There have been a lot of shutouts this year in the NHL. The least amount of scoring chances given up in one of those shutout victories is 10. So even in the best defensive game where a team did not give up a goal, They still gave up 10 scoring chances. There were 10 scoring chances that their goaltender, and it was Boston beating Colorado, 10 scoring chances that their goalie had to turn aside in that hockey game. A perfect hockey game is not going to be played. A near-perfect hockey game is going to feature scoring chances against. I'm just getting a little bit tired of people just going, "Ah," scoring chances. By the way, those numbers I spit, I should have prefaced this or since the trade deadline, since the arrival of Matthias Ekholm. That is a recent stat in terms of them being 13th and 13th in high-danger attempts and high and scoring chances since the deadline. So, I don't know. And, and Lance says, I'm not here to watch you with us play defense. I want to win the Cup 8-7. And listen, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle there. You're not going to win the Cup giving up seven goals a game, but it'd be absolutely electric. Last year, there were games Mike Smith stood on his head. There were a lot of games where they had to outscore their problems that's just who this team is and i don't know i <laughs> the land says i'm so close to going full spicy someone say something dumb like I, and and pale says i'm heated i'm not like I, i'm irritated cuz i just yeah. feel like this is a narrative that people are running with and it's a very it's the mindset you get when you watch just your favorite team play and that's fine that's all good but don't be running around trashing the oilers because you don't have the perspective of the rest of the league i don't know
1: yeah it's uh it's, you're correct and <laughs> everything you just say like it is it is what it is i think maybe the frustrating part too is when you watch the other's oh, play like especially last night so jack Campbell obviously made some good saves last night there's no denying that yep but the ones that went in were not high danger scoring chances for the most part right like they were fairly relatively easy shots that went past him, which shows that like the Oilers don't give up massive chances all the time and everything. So it's uh yeah, there's just it's an all narrative team. There's narratives all over this this team. Like Don on sucks at defending despite being leading this team in plus minus yep. and all this other stuff. So yeah, I, I agree with what you say, Tyler. And just looking at the stats too, I, I did a little thing whilst you were talking there. Just goals against. Uh so the Oilers since the trade deadline three point six seven goals average that against. Yeah. That's better than the Dallas Stars. That's like 0.2 different than the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are known as these like serious cup contenders who don't give up goals and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, well, actually, they do. Toronto's right there as well. Like the others are obviously, you won that number lower. There's obviously no denying. I mean, look at Vegas right there, 2.77, I think that says. Like, uh-huh. but you also look at the goals for that the others get and they're able to outscore them. Like you said, that's just what this team is. Everybody knew coming into the season, the others were going to try and outscore their problems. And that's exactly what they do almost every single night.
0: Since the deadline, 13th and 13th in high danger attempts and scoring chances Mm -hmm. against. 25th in goals against in that span. What's the problem there, right? uh, What's the problem? Telling the story. I cannot tell with some of you in the chat if you're just trying to piss me off or if you're legitimately giving me your takes. But Brent says, I said there's no perfect defense. There's no perfect game in the world. Same baseball. You can't have a perfect game. Brent says there's no perfect goalie either, but you expect Jack Campbell to be perfect. I actually don't expect Jack Campbell to be perfect. I just want him to be better than... Oh, sorry. I'm still scrolling, trying to find him on the save percentage leaderboard. 47th, I believe. I'll get there, Liam. Don't worry. Uh, Which we said is the minimum. Maybe that'll help me here. 25 games played as the minimum for goalies in the NHL. Uh, We'll sort by save percentage. Just just bear with me here. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. I think I'm about to find. There he is. Yeah, 46th. Liam, I don't expect him to be perfect. I don't expect the Oilers' blue line to be perfect. I don't expect them to be brutal. I don't expect them to be bottom of the league. Worse than 32nd in save percentage. If the Oilers were 31st in scoring chances against, if they were 31st in high danger looks against, I'd sit here and carve them. I'd be with you. I'd be doing the Darnell Nurse 9.25 million. Ken Holland can't build a blue line. Trade Evan Bouchard for peanuts like Jay wants. I'd be with you. But we're dealing with facts here. We're not just going to spew shit. You expect Campbell to be perfect. When have I ever said he needs to get a shutout? He needs to be like 905, man. And he's
1: eight freaking whatever. It's like, (laughs) come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, I... (laughs) I don't know how to follow it up. like (laughs) Like, That's what Jack, like, I just don't know what. I expect Jack Campbell to just make saves when he can. (laughs) And I expect him to probably allow four goals a night, which he's done in seven straight games. And then I expect the Oilers to go and score five and win the game. Brent, buddy, you do though. Campbell had a good game. You're roasting him. I never said he was brutal last
0: night. I thought he was fine last night. But if we're calling four goals in an 879 save percentage, a good game, what are we doing here? (laughs) right
1: like what's the point Uh, yeah do we have the goals from last night Aaron yeah Uh, against yeah the goals against let's just walk through them a little bit here and see how our buddy Mr. Jack Campbell did whilst Tyler settles where's my water I don't know (laughs) it's probably boiling hot Scott Aroni says I'm
0: in peak playoff form man I mean if we're having these conversations yeah my ears are red come on (sighs) ugh We're getting the goals up here. Brad Nesky. I'm with Tyler. At some point, you got to be above a 900. When was the last time he did that? I mean, I'll Uh, tell you when the last time he did that because it's been a minute. And again, I like the dude. I think he's a great guy. But it's now been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games. Good timing, Jake. Eight games (laughs) since he's been above a 900 eight games where he's allowed more than four
1: goals. Yeah. He doesn't need to be perfect. Okay. Hop in. Okay. We're just talking about Jack Campbell.
0: Okay. You're mad at him.
1: Tyler's no, mad at I'm him. mad at the
0: listeners or a few of them. And I can't tell if they're screwing with me or not.
1: Some, I, I don't even know why we're up. What do you mean? What are they saying? Cause we're just Jack should getting your starter.
0: No, we're not saying that. No one's saying that. Um, They were
1: saying that Tyler thinks that Jack Campbell should be perfect, which was never said. And people
0: keep saying the defense sucks and they suck defensively. And like, I'm just here to say they don't suck defensively. Last night, they played good enough defensively to give up two goals. And they gave up a lot more than that. And every team in the league gives up scoring chances. Every team in the league gives up high-danger looks. It happens. I don't think our defense is It's above average. It's above average.
1: Uh, Yeah, okay
0: since the deadline it's been above average yeah, yeah of course the addition of back has yep. changed things tremendously I, I since, so now I, I would say that, it's right? average maybe slightly above we were below average before yes um that's fair. and I, skinner was better than campbell in that situation and is still to this day the numbers i pointed out and i'll catch you up on kind of the Bring me up gist of the debate of since the deadline Jack campbell slander since the deadline 13th in the league in shots against, or scoring chances against per 60, and they are 13th in the Is league. good? And they are 13th in the league at high danger chances against per 60. But that's still not good. But it's above average, okay? Yeah, but like, it, I did Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Catching you up. It's above average.
1: It's a playoff team. It's a playoff team. Above yeah, average. yeah, Is it a Stanley in that Cup s- team?
0: In that span, they're 25th in goals against. So what's causing that? you're decent at giving up that you're above average when it comes to preventing chances and looks and good looks, but you're 25th in goals against. Yeah. The Delta is goaltending. Thank you. Yeah. It it does support your argument, but let's, let's be realistic that being 13th in both those metrics, isn't something to celebrate. Brent, buddy, you're the star of the show. How come this talk wasn't happening when the, after the Vegas game, when Skinner let in two really bad goals and he cost the Oilers because Stuart Skinner hasn't routinely been doing that. Stuart Skinner has a save percentage on the year of 909. Again, an average save percentage for a team that's average defensively. He fits the mold. He hasn't been brutal for eight games. This is a blip for Stuart Skinner. And he had one back in February. He had one after he had the baby, after he went to the all-star game, there were some rough moments in there for Stu, but he bounced back and he found another really solid run of games. And he's had a bunch of really solid runs so far this season. So, again, why are we not roasting Stuart Skinner? Because he doesn't deserve it. Point blank. I I, I don't want to be roasting Jack Campbell. I'm just, Stuart is our, uh, yes, I call him Stuart, is our number one. Campbell is still finding his game. Yep. Now, the thing with Campbell that is very frustrating is... He made a lot of big saves last night. Yeah, he did. He made a lot of big saves last night. <laughs> it's great. so like yeah. dumbfounding. They could have lost that hockey. They game. could have easily. So like, he's arguably one of the reasons why we won that game. Okay, play the
1: game. Yeah, yeah. play yeah. the game, and I'm very happy. So like,
0: that- it's but so then but then that goes back to like okay. he had to make some real like five bell saves. So then that is the team in front of him's problem. But he's saving his own ass, Jay. He makes big saves and they win five four. Okay, good. You better make some good big saves after you give up. For there was like a lot of big ones. And he also makes them look difficult. I, this what's, what's this? This picture is so funny. Oh. <laughs> I, listen, They're I Jack on. I just he looks small in that vest. Stuart Skinner stops a lot of high danger chances, and they don't look that difficult. Pull up, pull up a photo of home in that vest. Has he gotten it
1: yet? What are we talking about? First game.
0: Come on, man. Yeah. And then the game, he got two goals. I just, sorry, I don't remember. Well, geez, because you bet on him to score like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, Tyler, you're right to be so (laughs) upset. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters. May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? No, I'm not like upset, even oh. though I maybe am a little upset. I'm just like frustrated at the way some of the takes are put out there. And I just think it's Jack know, is not where he needs to be. Everyone can agree on that. Yeah. And, and is, like that, that should just be the stance for now is the defensive play at a, we play differently in front of him too. Like I'm, even do, try, yeah. I'm not even trying to like give him excuses, but like we're different in front of him. For some reason, we just love these track meets when he's in net. And mostly when Skinner's a net, except for the, the nights that we don't have to do the track meet, Skinner happens to yep. be a net. It's You talk about Campbell. We, we have to stop. Like, as much as entertaining last night was, especially with the late start. And, you know, I could have easily fall asleep. It was a 2-1 game, but it wasn't. So I was awake the whole time. Is we got to get out of these, like, 5-4 games as, like, our brand. Like, they they have to stop being our brand. See, and I'm... I, I said I this is it. this is their identity, Jay. This is who they are. This is how they're built. Yeah, don't, okay. You don't try to drive a Ferrari like an F one fifty. So, but the thing is, though, the other they're they're going to start playing teams. They're going to be tough to score five goals against. Oh yeah. And so, like, that's the issue. So, if the answer for us, like, yeah, as long as we're scoring five goals a game in the playoffs, we'll win the cup. That can't be the game plan. It can't be. You
1: just, we just can gotta, try.
0: You just got try speak. it against Colorado. Didn't work, but you're better. Colorado's worse this year would be my counter argument. And you don't need to score five goals every game. You don't need to score five goals every game. I can't believe like we're just writing off the Colorado avalanche. They're red hot right now. They're nine and one in their last. Yeah, exactly. You don't look look how he fills out that vest. And then go back to Jack. Well, it's it's a process. You can't just demand (laughs) things on the fly. It's a live show, Jay. Well, I know, but this is
1: technology.
0: He's getting there. He's clicking real fast. Can you do like a side-by-side? Okay, you work on that, Aaron, and I'll make my point, which I'm oh, trying to make.
1: i the Devin Shaw pitcher too. I'll start at it.
0: <laughs> no, he won't. You don't need to score five goals every game in the playoffs. You just need to score five goals in four of every seven games. Right? <laughs> like You're not going to win every game in the playoffs is my point. But this offense, I think, is very, will be very hard for any team to stop consistently through a playoff series and back-to-back
1: games. Oh, What did you think of the offense last night? I it was good. Yeah.
0: I, I thought we had would some good have liked looks. seeing Connor getting a goal for no particular reason.
1: Yeah. That would have yeah. been nice.
0: I thought the third line had some chances. Like, I thought every line was kind of chipping in with some offense. It was solid. A good, a good offensive performance, and he scored five goals. So, whatever. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up with this one as we wrap up our number one big thing, which we're still on 27 <laughs> minutes into the show the least amount of scoring chances a team has given up this year in a game is nine. That means the least amount of big saves a goalie's had to make in a game is nine. Mm-hmm. Like, goalies need to make big saves and a lot of them in the NHL. That's the way the sport is. It's the way hockey is. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll end it on that. Um, while Aaron keeps working on this side-by-side. Jay wants, uh, we'll go, go to, I like, do not three. see there's, I, I just think it's a, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just the camera angle. Don't <laughs> uh, worry about it, Aaron. You're, no... work, you're, you're working too hard. Oh, you're determined. All right, let's go. I mean,
1: we're already there. Too far gone.
0: Number two on our three big things, dry sidle, Mr. 300, the big mm-hmm. milestone. Nick Bukestad said he was joking on the bench about how, you know, someone was grabbing the puck and he said, What milestone is this? He just, just keeps hitting them. And we <laughs> took this yesterday on Oilers Nation After Dark with Connor Halley. It was a great show. We had a good time. I was also spicy on that show about just kind of the transformation. Was dry spice Settles about Jack Campbell? I was spicy about a lot of things, honestly. Uh, okay. um, the way Dry Settles kind of changed himself throughout his career, right? And we're getting to the point where this is kind of dry settles prime. These are going to be the best three, four producing years of his career in all likelihood. But the way he went from being drafted as like a guy who's probably going to be good defensively plays a complete game, all of that doesn't move well, doesn't shoot well, but he's solid to, okay. He eventually transitioned that into moving well and being this high end playmaker with the passes and all of that. And then boom, he added this element of being a sniper for him to get the 300 goals. I think it's obviously a massive accomplishment, but, uh, just a really interesting, I am not to call it a testament to
1: how he's built himself up as a pro. Where do you think he ends? How many goals does he finish with? Yep. What year are we in now of dry Saddle? 49. <sighs> so
0: 630 games, he's got 300 goals. Does he play 1260? If he plays 1260 in his career, then I think you're probably looking at 700 because his pace is going to be good for the next few I think he seven hundred goals. Wow, that is a big number.
1: I think yeah, I think between seven and seven fifty somewhere in there. A- Whoa, yeah, why not?
0: Really, you think that that is? A- I mean, he'd yeah, be top t- massive number. He really would be guessed. top ten in all time goals. So maybe that is too high. But he's just scoring at such a clip right now. Like it's not crazy to think he's gonna play thirteen hundred games as an NHLer. And right now he's humming at this basically half a goal a game. 50, well, 50 goal seasons, because like, this would be technically his third in a row, right? 650 would put or him in the top 15. Well, of I nine. guess the bubble season confuses yeah. things. So, I don't know. I think I, I don't see a reason why he can't hit the 700 goal mark. It would put him ninth all time in NHL goals. But like over the next few seasons, and I'll caveat that by saying he's got to stay with Conor to do it. Because you need to be a part of that power play and keep racking up all those power play goals like he does. Um, but I think 700 is like not an insane thing to say about him. I think he's that good. <laughs> who, who would he I, I think? He, I think he's really good. But wow, that's a big number. Yeah, but I mean, like you just look like the superstar level guys. Like Ovi's already at 1342 for games played. Ovi is a freak of nature. I know, but I think Drysaitel can be as well. But can he, can, f- can Drysaitel score 50 goals at the age of 45? But for like him to OVS. just get to seven hundred, he won't have to.
1: It's interesting too because it's not like Drysaddle plays through like speed or anything, right? Like he bases off of like his strength and he kind of slows the game down. So like when he is forty or late thirties, is his like, game going like, to be that
0: different? Like is he a fifty goal guy for another five years? Because if he is, then like seven hundred is no problem. I think I think he's got a couple. He more could now. be he could be a fifty goal oh guy. Oh, but then five years ugh, and then through his age thirty one season and then, then one fifty. Yeah, 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 okay. It's not like we're at one-offs anymore. His first 50-goal season came in 2018-2019. And then it was 43, 31, and 56 games. Granted, 55 last year and 46 again this year. We're almost running on year five of him being in that range every year consistently. So why can't he do it another five? And that would give him 250 more, put him at <laughs> at least 550 coming out of his prime. <laughs> and then 150 goals in the final six seasons of his NHL career as he winds things down. Seven hundreds can do. he can do it. Okay, I believe. Let's do this vest comparison. It's very important <laughs> to me. Like, does it not look like it's made of string on Ekholm versus <laughs> Jack? I mean, the one is yeah. a behemoth of a like. Hero. It looks like <laughs> a bikini on Ekholm, <laughs> like string bikini, and, and it, lo- it looks like a quadruple XL on Jack. Do we have the yeah. vest with Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, Aaron, oh, no. Don't even, don't give in to him. Uh, we have to finish off our three big things and uh, man, another clutch goal from our boy, Ryan Nugent. My Hopkins. God, that guy. There was his yeah. power play points. I was going to, damn it. Anyways. <laughs> um, all the guy does is score clutch goals this year and I really hope that trend continues. And that came off playoffs. of a booth, a booth, a booth, a booth shot. Well, let's take a look at how that goal came to fruition. Because, so Bush getting pucks through. Yeah, Bush getting pucks through. Again, he walked the line really, really well on their first power play goal. Then there, boom, just knowing that you got a couple of guys humming around the crease. And yeah. if you get a shot through, it's either going in itself or you're getting a rebound like you did. And then Nuge with the quick hands down low in absolute beauty. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Didn't think I'd be saying this at the start of the year. One of the most <clears> consistent <throat> goal scorers in the NHL this year. Like there's just never really been a gap where he's gone a long stretch without consistently scoring. The Nuge has always been a late bloomer. He still can't grow a whisker. Yeah, he's he's, like he's only getting better.
1: It was uh, interesting where he was stud too because I was on the power play just before that. He was kind of where McDavid was on that one, and he just kept. Absolutely fired into that guy's shin at whoever it was, get blocked. And I think it was like three in a row. Yeah, and then this was coming off the five on three, I believe. Yeah, so Nugent was in a different position and obviously capitalized. So just kind of interesting how that worked out that way.
0: Ryan Nugent Hopkins, there's only been he's never gone more than four games without a goal this year, really? and he's only even gotten to that four mark three times throughout the year. That the consistency has just been remarkable for a guy that makes in the $5 million range. He's one of the best contracts in the NHL. And so is the other guy in the $5 million range, Zach Hyman, who also scored last night. The consistency they've gotten, though, out of number 100 points for Nuge. Come on, baby. What's he, he at now? 93? 91. 91. So he need, he's got seven games to get nine points. Totally doable. Totally doable. Needs one more big game, I'd say. Right. <clears throat> He needs, yeah, just have a know, three point night somewhere here. If he has a three point night, a couple two point nights, take a night off, point, point, point. Let's go. There you go. Jay just outlined it. There's our three big things <laughs> for last night's hockey game as the Oilers roll over the Arizona Coyotes. I shouldn't say roll over. It was 5 4. It was a close game. Man, the Muller looks fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you had uh, Ryan Spakowski. He was sitting, he was basically standing right behind Nuge there yeah. on that goal.
1: Did you see when they did the ticket prices for the like the student section? No. 100 bucks.
0: That's where he was sitting it, 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 He it, it was it was, he was sitting on a bench. Yeah.
1: Yeah, god, that would be <sighs>
0: unbelievable. It's hilarious. We will but... do I, I okay. I'm saying it, I don't know if we can do it cuz I don't know if we can get tickets, but we will do a nation vacation who cares what day of the week it is. A experience brought to you by AMA travel. I'm telling you, They will make it happen. Three day trip down there. Fly in golf next day. Hockey next day. Golf fly home the next day. Four day trip. Four day trip. Nation goes golfing. A nation. Yeah. A nation golf trip. Yeah. 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 It's. I'm with you. Price tag might be steep. Might be steep. Or we just play some fun course that doesn't really matter. It's just about the. Yeah. Golfing with the boys and the late girls. It'd well, be a really good time. Warm weather, warm weather. That. It'd be fine. As long as it's not in January. It's like if it's like a November, March or April or uh yeah. It can be kind of a little cool cool there. Yeah, especially at night. Um, Well, since we're talking about AMA travel and our nation vacations, let's take a look at what's going on at the AMA travel out of town scoreboard. Last night, it broke our way. Seattle lost, which means there's now a five point gap between the Oilers and the Kraken. Seattle with the game in hand. But we're just kind of again, that was a big night and a big kind of two point swing or four point swing, if you want to call it that. With the Oilers getting their result and the Kraken not. That goes a long way in keeping them in that third spot. And the big thing there is that you will avoid potentially having to play a central team. in round. So it's important that the Oilers stay above the Seattle Kraken in points percentage, which they are. Now it's just trying to get home ice in round one of the playoffs. Uh, Tonight on the out-of-town scoreboard, Nashville is in Boston. That one really doesn't affect the Oilers all that much anymore. Uh, Dallas is in Chicago and LA is in Calgary. So... I know the ABCs. Anyone but Calgary. But tonight we are rooting for the Calgary Flames. I don't know what I'm rooting for now. Don't we want LA to to Uh, win the division? Damn, I think LA. Like I don't
1: like it's. I don't want to say this. You're going to say it. Are they as good as they seem? I don't know, but they played. They've honestly not really played the same teams teams we've played, and we've beat them too. But they did. Like if you look at their last one, so they played the Blues, the Jets, Calgary. Vancouver, Columbus, the Islanders, Freds, and then they played the Avalanche. So in their last nine, they've played one team in a, in a playoff spot.
0: Yeah. But like, but they've played like four teams yes. like fighting for their lives.
1: Yeah, but yeah. the Others have beat those teams too. I just think it's interesting. Like I'm not no. trying to say like they're not good, but maybe they're just not as good as we're all making them see. I just I we're gonna have to beat them either way if we want to win the cup. So bring them on whenever, as far as I'm concerned. I don't hate I, that I, much, I like,
0: agree. I agree. I agree. The The other side of it too is, I mean, if you win tonight and LA loses, you're only a point back of them. But then, but then we'd still be playing them. Maybe at least you'd have home ice again. So, just what would you rather, home ice against LA or on the road versus Vegas? I think Vegas. I think we match up well against Vegas. Me too. Like, I don't think we played particularly well on Saturday night. Also, if you win tonight, you're only three back of the Golden Knights. Granted, game in hand, but yeah, they need a slide. (laughs) And oddly enough, Calgary is somehow still in the mix. They have to go undefeated. The other thing, too, when you look at kind of what the Golden Knights have coming up down the stretch here, it's the Oilers tonight, Sharks. Then they go wild back to back. They have back to backs against the Kraken to end the year. And there's a game against the Kings. So sorry, I'll just actually lay out their schedule in order. This is the Golden Knights in their final nine games. Oilers, Sharks, Wild Wild, Preds, Kings, Stars, Kraken, Kraken. Good teams they play. And that head-to-head between Vegas and LA, if it doesn't go to overtime, I think the Oilers play like the Sharks or something like that, that game. There's a beautiful chance for the Oilers to get to one of them. There's some movement. There's like, as much as we're getting to the end of the year, and if you start thinking about what record do the Oilers need to get to this spot or that spot, there is still time for movement. We can move. We can move. Well, Matt, it'd be great to play Seattle the first round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would be nice it'd be awesome actually Tyler Mulek says the wild are scary Robert says LA is the Western Conference version of the Islanders interesting and Ryan the editor says I would agree rip the band-aid off let's do it I want to see LA series force us to elevate our game early in the playoffs I mean Vegas would as well Um, so yeah anyways It'll be interesting tonight. There is a bit of an out-of-town scoreboard. Shout out to our friends at AMA Travel. Uh, tonight's matchup specifically against the Vegas Golden Knights, because it is a Short Ford Giant game day, check them out online, shoredford.ca. If you want to learn more about their mobile service department, boom, in the description of today's episode. Go give it a click. Um, I fully expect Stuart Skinner to be starting in this hockey game. Mm. Uh, this is a Vegas team that obviously beat the Oilers over the weekend. They've won four in a row. They're 8-2-0 in their last ten, and they've been a pretty decent home team this season. Granted, a little bit better on the road than they are at home, but twenty-two and fifteen straight up at T-Mobile Arena. But the Oilers should be coming into this game with all the confidence in the world. They've beaten them in this situation before, and they played with them on Saturday.
1: Yeah, they're right there with, with Vegas, yeah. right? What What was the first game they won? The both went all three of them in one goal games, right?
0: McDavid OT winner, yeah. Um Then there was the one we saw in Vegas, Which and then was there was the last three, one they lost. Yeah, so yeah. it was four three, four three. Then whatever last game was four three. Four, three. Yeah, they've all been four three.
1: Vegas is good, but were I they just, four three when we were there? Yeah. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah, I uh, I just I don't know. They they don't intimidate me. I think they saw this. They they should intimidate me a bit more because is it because Jonathan quicks there They just seem to overcome like whatever gets thrown their way. Yeah, like goaltending. They there was that stat after where it's like four straight. They've won with a different goaltender. Half first bottom, time in NHL history that's ever happened. Half, half the bottom six I've never even heard of, and one of them scores. Like maybe I just don't watch Vegas enough, but boy oh boy, they just find a way to do it. But I still believe the Oilers at their best are better than the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: How the hell are we the favorites? I saw that too. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to be mad about. <laughs> that, well, but like, come on! Don't do us dirty like this. They expect- are they are well ahead of us in the standings and we're playing in their barn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't get it, man. I don't um, get it either. The this talks- affects my bet. I know I'm late to the party and I did not submit my bet today. I apologize. I yeah, we'll talk one. we'll talk about the betting yeah. in a second, uh, but I wanted to outline some numbers for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm gonna we'll get to the lines brought to you by Short Ford, but I talked about Edmonton and how they've looked defensively since the trade deadline. Vegas in those same metrics, not good. Since the deadline who's good defensively since the deadline Tyler who's really good defensively since the deadline Tyler I don't know the LA Kings okay Um, nobody again we're talking about the game tonight shots against per 60 since the deadline Vegas fourth last in the NHL scoring chances against per 60 since the deadline second last in the NHL. And we I lost think, to them on Saturday. High danger shot attempts per 60 since the deadline in the NHL. Second last. Only the Blue Jackets worse than them. Yeah, I know we lost to them on Saturday, but the Oilers had a lot of good looks in that hockey game and that game probably could have gotten out Grew of up hand early. Swad. They had yeah. four, the Oilers had four or five quality, quality looks in like a six minute span in the middle of the first period. Like they were on them and they looked good. I I'm actually relatively confident heading into this hockey game. The Oilers have been decent in back-to-backs. It's not that much of a factor, really, in today's NHL. You got your guy going in Stuart Skinner. He's hungry for a bounce-back performance. And this is a Vegas team that bleeds chances. I, I, I'm high on the Oilers' chances of winning tonight. I would make them the favorites if I was setting the line.
1: Jonathan Quick is a likely start tonight, too.
0: Is he listed as oh, likely geez. on DF? Well, let's uh, let's take the minus three and a half, shall we, boys? Well, I mean, <laughs> finally we can uh we can just copy and paste all the quick slander we had
1: on Saturday yeah, when he didn't end up playing. Just fill the rest of the show, Aaron. Yeah. That on. It says Quick was the first off the ice at Morning skate today. All right.
0: So, yeah, that likely means he is going to be between the pipes for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, here's how the rest of their lineup is going to look this evening against the Oilers. Top line, Jack Eichel, Ivan Barbashev and Jonathan Marchessault. both Marchessault and Eichel, found the back of the net in the Oilers game against the Golden Knights on Saturday. William Carlson with Mike Amadio and Pavel Dorfeev. He also scored on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Waugh with Phil Kessel and Chandler Stevenson. Waugh got the OT winner in the game on Saturday. So three different lines of Vegas found some offensive production. Wow. And the fourth line, Bluger, Kolasar, Brett Howden.
1: Feel the thrill. Do you think he had flashbacks when Vincent De'Anais was like grabbing him like whacking him with his stick? John Scott flashbacks. Oh yeah. That's all I could think about when it was happening. <laughs> it made me laugh. Didn't yeah. you always get three lines of scoring too? Fogle scored in that game. and Then Drysaddle got one with, on the power play. And then Hyman scored. Three so, different lines. Yeah.
0: Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb with Theodore, Hag with Zach Whitecloud is the blue line here. So, Vegas maybe starting to get a little bit healthier, but they are still without Logan Thompson, Riley Smith, and. We got Jonathan Quick. Mark Stone. Pardon? We got Jonathan Quick. And they have Jonathan Quick. What about him? Want me to talk about how average he's been recently? No? Skip over that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what a show!
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you like for bets tonight, guys? Uh, oh, I see Ekholm's line has moved back up to uh, six, to, six one. to one. It was five and a half. I'm tempting. He is a goal threat, Hey? Eh? Ekholm? Yeah, yeah. Look good. Like he, he had a real
1: game. good chance yesterday, and I thought he was going to bear and he didn't, which makes me think he might do it tonight. He plays very freely in the offensive zone. I found. He just kind of He's, does what he wants, and he I, works a lot of the time. I like that. Like he goes to a lot of different areas. Yeah. He's not a
0: guy who just Very does one thing over and over again. Yeah. I like that point. Um, so is that what you're doing? You're doing at home tonight? I don't know. I'm looking.
1: I'm uh, not. You, guys, you guys go. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do uh, Oilers and to win and dry saddle two plus points. It was plus two twenty five.
0: I'm doing uh, Oilers puck line plus one seventy five. Just straight puck line, baby. Win by two. I think uh, they're due for a puck line. Oh, cover. this is juicy. You ready? Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. Oilers to win under six and a half, three point seven five, 3.75. So plus two eighty five or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Oilers in the them. under Oilers
1: puck line for me. And you are doing what again, Liam Oilers money line dry sell the two points. I right. just
0: made the bed. There you go. They're due for an under. We are locked in, locked in looking to build up the unit. <laughs> uh, Scott Aroni says Roy was great last game. Yeah. He's a good centerman. Yeah, uh, Oh boy, what name is this? Lala Zaz is McLeod close. I don't think he. I wouldn't call him close. Um,
1: but we'll see. I would go eleven and seven tonight. Really, I would. So that's your key to victory. Eleven to seven. Eleven and seven. Show sure. that'll be my key to victory.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that idea at all. Get some different D men out there and all of that. Um, what is my key to victory going to be? Capitalize on your chances. Jonathan Quick is beatable in this Vegas team, as I outlined, gives up a lot of looks right now, a ton of looks. And last game, if you would have capitalized on some chances, had a bit more of a timely scoring factor, you would have ran away with that hockey game. So tonight, capitalize on your scoring chances. Jay, key to victory for Short Ford. Limit the amount of scoring chances against. Be, be above than, average. Okay, be be ab- well above average. Be well above average. 13 is like the definition of the mean almost. Be better than the mean. Positively regress. I like that. That's a buzzword we haven't heard on this show in a while. Positively regress. Uh, here's how the Oilers are expected to or could potentially line up tonight. Obviously not skating as they played last night. McDavid, Yammo, Kane, Dreisaitl, Hyman, Nuge, Bukestad, Yanmark, Fogle, Shore, Coston, Ryan. There you go. Costin loves Vegas. He does. Scored Wait, so does Yanmark. Maybe yeah, you want to sprinkle on uh, one of those. Two yeah, scores. well, we got a We got a revenge goal and we got a guy who loves the fortress. And we got Connor McDavid, who last night didn't score. was probably pissed and then whiffed on another shot. What's going on? Yeah. He's slumping. Points and eight but, straight. But, but he's I feel a bounce back. Like, this is probably a two goal game for Connor. I can see He's got to get north of 65 goals. That was our first comment of the day up in the chat was a prediction that McDavid goes hard. Hard in the paint. Tyler Mulek says regressing to the mean. No, positive regression. Trust so me. positive regression actually means they'd be below the mean and they're positively regressing back to the mean, which is not good. We want to go above the mean. Yeah, right now they're above the mean, but we want them they're to positively regress. We want them to, want them to progress <laughs> whoo, Progress away <laughs> from the mean. Maynard says they should move Fogle up the lineup. I wouldn't hate that idea. Um, I think he's been playing some good hockey. I think you need him where he's at. Ah, you
1: need him to drive that third line a little? Driving that line. I think it's he's having a positive impact on everything. I thought Clem was really good last night. It's the first time I've really noticed him in a while do stuff with the puck. Yep. Like he drew that one penalty. Um, I was just looking here. It's the first time he's played 10 minutes in a game since March 6th, which was against <laughs> Buffalo. He usually averages around seven.
0: Tyler Mulick says uh, McDavid only 18 points in his last 10. Bum. Uh, Tyson says, I think the word is progression, guys. No, it's not. Trust me. Um, No, no, it is. No, no, no. It's progression. No, it's positive regression. I don't understand why you're trying to give me an English lesson.
1: We've (laughs) looked the same. No, they're two different words with different meanings. Not in the mood
0: I'm in, Jay. Uh, Desiree says Nuge needs a Gordie Howe hat trick. If Nuge gets a Gordie Howe hat trick in any game during the playoffs now end of the year i will it's sh- in them i will shotgun a He's beer the on dog this stream i know sure
1: you, you've you changed your approach to what you're gonna do for things you're yeah. gonna do things you'd like to yeah do now, now you know the full container <laughs> has to be consumed uh, i'll drink a full beer all right whoa a darling. nice cold relax. beer yeah <laughs> of my choosing yeah <laughs> now it'll be my favorite beer <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right Okay, well, here we go. Puck drop tonight's at eight thirty. Oh God, God I would is hate to be really? the Get people the pot who... of co- The seven p.m. pot of coffee going. Uh, I think you're on after potentially tonight. Holy shit! Maybe if I'm awake. Yep. Is if you're an, awake, is I... an
1: eight p.m. puck drop. It's eight. Oh, I thought it was eight thirty. That's what. Google's oh no, no eight o'clock. So, you're, you're right, eight p.m. Oh, not bad. Just found thirty minutes. Lock That's them nice, in. So Lock in go. Jay for After Dark let's with go. Connor Halley.
0: All right, uh, look for that coming up on the Oilers <laughs> Nation YouTube later this evening. New episode of Oilers Nation Radio coming this afternoon as well. Back to back short Ford Giant Game Days here on Oilers Nation every day, and this show was a lot of fun. Thanks to everyone who tuned in and was active in the chat. We'll be back tomorrow. Frank Saravalli stopping by noon Mountain Time. We'll chat with you then. Enjoy the game tonight.